the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God wants to know, are you willing to give up everything you have? And here's what happens. You give him your time, your talent, and your treasure, and he turns around. Here it's yours. It's back. It's yours. I want you to now use this for the kingdom of God. And whatever you give him, he multiplies and gives you more. And now you're in a partnership with God because he now knows that you're on board and we're doing kingdom work here and around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to follow Christ? You want to follow Jesus Christ? It's going to cost you everything. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church located in Los Angeles, California. Everything we do at Shepherd is based around John 3.14 that teaches us to lift up the name of Jesus that the world might believe. We want to come alongside you in your journey with God and help you become stronger in your faith so you can better serve Jesus and share him with others. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. I want to talk about the fact that Christ will lead you to full surrender. I want you to take your Bibles, if you have it, hold it above your head, and take your Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 9, Luke chapter 9. We're going to be in Luke, the book of Luke, a lot uh, today, so uh, you can just keep that uh, in readiness. I'm going to read four verses, Luke 9, verse 23. Jesus said to them all, if anyone would come after me, he must Deny himself, take up his cross every single day, and follow me. Verse 24, for whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me will actually save it. Verse 25, what good is it? For a man to gain the whole world, yet to lose or forfeit his very self or soul. And if anyone is ashamed of me and my words, then the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. May God bless the reading of his words. You may be seated. Today, this is going to be a difficult sermon for some of you. The reason is that today's message is going to explain to you what Christ demands of you. This is not a book of suggestions. It's not a book of the power of positive thinking. This book, as you read through it, as you attach yourself, as you journal through, over and over again, you're going to discover that Christ calls you to full surrender. 
you'll actually discover there is no such thing as partial surrender. It's either all or nothing. It's full surrender, complete surrender, where you hand over every square inch of your heart. You give that to God. Every square inch of your life, your body, your soul, complete, full surrender to Christ. So I understand if you're not willing to do that, why you'd want to get up and walk out of here. I understand that today. You read in verse 23, it says, If anyone chooses to come after me, you must deny yourself, take up your cross every single day, and then you must make that choice to follow after Jesus with all your heart. I want you to write this down. It's as easy as one, two, three, and it's as difficult as one, two, three. Got to deny yourself, die to self. It's It's not about you and your kingdom. It's about God and his kingdom. Got to be willing to pick up that cross, not just on Sundays, but every single day. And number three, you must follow after Jesus with all of your heart. Verse 24 that you just read really explains what it is that you must give up. It says, for whoever wants to save his life will lose it. Verse 24 is basically saying if you want to be a Christian, you you must be willing to give up everything. I want you to write that down. Everything means everything. Verse 25, what good is it for a man to gain the whole world yet loses or forfeit his own soul or self? We always use that verse to talk about the value of one soul, that one soul is worth more than the whole world put together. And I love that thought. But this verse in context means that there's nothing in this world that you could give up for Christ that would not be worth giving up. And verse 26 that you read basically says, do not be afraid or ashamed to stand and let the world know that you are following Jesus Christ. I want you to look at the end of Luke chapter 9. Go to the end of that chapter. There's a whole section that talks about following Jesus. It says, verse 57, as they were walking along the road, a man said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Say the word follow. Follow. Oh, oh, he says, Lord, I want to follow you. But Jesus says something shocking. He says in verse 58, you know those little things called foxes? Foxes that run around, they they, they got holes in the ground. That's all they got is a hole in the ground. And the birds of the air, they have these things up there in those trees. They're They're called nests. You know what I'm talking about. But the Son of Man, you want to follow me? Foxes have holes, birds have nests. You're going to follow me? I got, I got no place to lay down my head. In other words, if you're willing to say those words, Lord, I'll follow you wherever you go, you can forget about staying at Trump Towers. A bird's nest is going to look pretty good to you. Number two, you've got to choose Jesus over your family. This is where a lot of people struggle. He calls Jesus. Look in verse 59. Jesus said to another man, he looks him right in the eye and he says, follow me. And I'm telling you right now, if Jesus were here today, and he'd walk out in here and he'd look you right dead in your eyeballs. He would, Jesus would look you eyeball to eyeball and he would say those same two words. He would say, you follow me. But the man said, Lord, I- I'll follow you, but I, I, I got I to gotta go bury my dad. I, I, first of all, I, gotta, I need to go bury my father. I'm ready to commit. I'm willing to commit. I'm going to commit. But I'm the oldest of three as siblings, and my dad just died. i got to take care of everything. I need to go bury my dad. And again, Jesus says something shocking. Jesus says, let the dead bury their dead. What? My dad just died, okay? It's my dad. I've got to go bury him. Jesus said, hey, let the dead bury 
the dead. You go proclaim the kingdom of God. In this situation, he wants you to understand that going and proclaiming the kingdom of heaven is far more important than anything else on this planet. Because you die, you're dead, you're dead, you're gone to bury. Someone's going to, you're going to get there somehow. Someone will take care of that. But following Jesus and proclaiming the kingdom is the most important thing. If you think that's a little extreme, look at verse 61. Another guy says, Lord, I'll follow you, but first let me go back. It's not going to take me three days to bury. I just need 10 minutes to go back and say goodbye to my family. And that sounds reasonable. But Jesus in verse 62 replied, no, no. No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is even fit for service in the kingdom of God. And what he's saying is this, is once you decide, once you make a commitment to follow Christ, it's, it's not a matter of even going back. You can't even look back. Once you decide to follow Christ, Christ has to be the most important thing in your life. Okay? Now, go over to Luke chapter 12. And you, you, don't, you think that's hard to understand. This is going to be even just, just as difficult, if not more. Luke 12, verse 51, Jesus said, Do you think that I came to bring peace on earth? No. I tell you, I I came to bring division. Verse 52, from now on there will be five in one family divided against each other. Three against two, two against three. And he's not talking about a pickup basketball game. Look at verse 53. I never remember reading this, but it's in the Bible. They will be divided. Father against son. Son against father. Mother against daughter. Daughter against mother. Mother Mother-in-law against daughter-in-law. That always happens. And daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. And what is he saying there? He's saying that if in one family, if one person stands up and truly decides to follow Jesus Christ, the rest of the family is not going to understand the commitment you're making. That's what he's saying. Go over to chapter 14, verse 25. Large crowds were traveling with Jesus and turning to them, he says these words, verse 26, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, his wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. What's he saying? What he's saying is out of everything in this life, including your family, that your love for Jesus has to be so much greater than your love for your family. In comparison, what he's saying is that your love for Christ should be so much greater than even your love for your wife and for your children. Can someone say amen? Amen. Go to Hebrews chapter 12. In fact, I want you to write down the next point, all right? I want two points here, point three and four. Jesus has got to be more important than your favorite hobby. It's got to be more important than any sin in your life. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. He's referring to everyone in chapter 11 when he says, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off, now here's this word again, everything that hinders and the sin that so easily, what's the word? entangles and let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. Now, I see this as two things you've got to get rid of. First of all, things that hinder. This is not necessarily bad things. I think things that hinder can actually be good things. 
things that keep you from running the race with excellence and perseverance. It could be a hobby. Hobbies would be included in that. I know all kinds of people who put more time into hobby than they do into the kingdom of God. It could be sports. Are sports the most important thing? Are athletics the most important? It could be shopping. It could be watching television. It could be surfing the net. It could be time spent on Facebook. I know all kinds of people who spent more time on Facebook this week than they did journaling through the, through the Bible. There's all kinds of good things that we do that sometimes hinder us. Today I was coming to church. I'm coming to church, and I saw a guy, he was waxing his car. Now, there's nothing wrong with waxing your car. But I was driving thinking, I wonder if he's going to go to church today. <laughs> Maybe he's thinking, I've got to I gotta wax my car. I don't have time for church today. I've got to wax my car. But you see, all kinds, of, all kinds of people have all kinds of things that we do that keep us from running the race with excellence. But there's two things, all right? We've got to get rid of everything that hinders us. But then it says you've got to get rid of the sin that entangles us. You see, some things hinder us, slow us down, but some things entangle us. Sin is actually is like a rope tied around your legs that you, you can't even possibly run. And the point is obvious, that whatever, whatever sin is in your life that's keeping you from fully surrendering to Christ, you need to get rid of that sin, whatever it is. And the Bible, you see, as you read through the Bible, you see, you, 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 some of you are doing sin, you don't even know it's sin, Do you start reading the Bible, oh, I, I've been doing that, I didn't know I was supposed to do that. And that's why, that's what the Bible does. The Bible, you see, it points and reveals the sin that needs to be removed but the Bible also points and reminds you to keep Jesus Christ as the most important thing in your life. There's all kinds of lists of sins. I could read maybe 10 different lists. I'll show you one. Galatians 5, verse 19 through 23, it says the acts of the sinful nature are obvious. They're obvious. They're, it's obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, and orgies, and the like. You say, well, I'm doing something, but it's not on that list. It's anything like those things. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Romans 6, verse 12 says, Therefore do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer the parts of your body to Him as instruments of righteousness. When you get saved, he justifies. You're justified from all your sin. You're not free from all your sins, but you're justified from all your sins. Then there's this process called sanctification. Sanctification is a process. Justification happens when you give your life to Christ. Sanctification is a process that comes from reading the Bible and praying and seeking God's help. But through that process, God can give you freedom from any sin. I believe that. So in your heart, as you read, as you journal, as you anchor yourself to the Word of God, make sure that you rid yourself of anything that hinders and any sin that you're involved with that keeps you from surrendering your heart. Now, number five on the list. This one might be the most difficult. 
You have to choose Jesus over wealth, fortune, money. Jesus has got to be more important than even wealth to you. Quickly, turn to Luke chapter 18. A certain ruler asked him, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? That's a very good question. It's a great, it's the best question. Verse 20, Jesus said, You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not give false testimony, honor your father and mother. You know the commandments. You've got to keep all these commandments. Verse 21, the man says, I've kept all those since I was a boy. Well, that's a pretty good guy. Then Jesus said this in verse 22. Jesus heard this. He said to him, you still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give it to the poor. And then you will have treasure in heaven. And then you come and follow me. And when he heard this, he became very sad because he was a man of great wealth. And Jesus looked at him and said, how hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And I have never, I don't know about you, but I've never seen a camel go through an eye of a needle. I've never seen that. So when I read through this, this is me as the pastor, I'm reading this because he's talking about me, he's talking about you. What he's saying is there's a very small chance, I believe this, what he's saying, very few of us here are actually going to go to heaven. You know why? Because we love money more than we love God. You say, preacher, how, do you, how can you say something like that? Because we live that out. We prove that every day by what we give, how much we give, where we give, how we serve. Many of us, over and over again, we prove we love money and resources more than we love God. You see, I believe it's one of our greatest struggles. We come to church. I don't know how you did it. I really don't know how you did it. But many of you were baptized, but somehow you kept your billfold up above the water. I don't know. I don't know how you did that. Because that baptism, that baptism symbolizes, hey, that I'm, I'm, I'm dying to myself. I'm burying the old guy. But many of you, you kept that, somehow you kept that wallet up above the water. And all I'm saying is you go back and look at your list. You've got to love Jesus more than fame, more than glitz, more than family, more than your hobbies, more than sin, more than fortune, more than wealth. And write this down. You've got to love Jesus, frankly, more than everything. I want you to look down at the end of Luke 18. Look at verse 26. He's asking a question that some of you might be asking right now. He said, those who heard this asked, who then can be saved? <laughs> That's a good question. Who can be saved? You're telling me I've got to sell everything, give it all away. And Jesus replied, what is impossible with men is possible with God. In other words, if you, if you ask God, if you honor God, God will help you get rid of all the stuff that you shouldn't be holding on to. Peter in verse 28 says, we have left all. Say the word all. We've left all that we had to follow you. And Jesus says in the last two verses, 29 30, I tell you the truth, Jesus said to them, no one who's left home or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will fail to receive many times as much in this age and in the age to come, which is eternal life. God wants to know, are you willing to give up everything you have to follow him? And here's what happens. 
You give him your time, your talent, and your treasure. And he turns around. He, gives, he goes, all right, I just want to know if you give it to me. Here it's yours. It's back. It's yours. I want you to now use this for the kingdom of God. And whatever you give him, he multiplies it and gives you more. And now you're in a partnership with God because he now knows that you're on board and we're doing kingdom work here and around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to follow Christ? You want to follow Jesus Christ? It's going to cost you everything. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. We live in the most distracted culture in the history of the world. We see about 10,000 messages every day. We even touch our phones about 2,000 times a day. We're literally being overwhelmed with information. That's why there's no better time than right now for Dudley Rutherford's remarkable new book, One Thing, Rediscover a Simpler Faith in Our Complicated World. In this timely book, Pastor Dudley invites you to open your Bible and look closely at seven key passages of Scripture where you'll find the beautifully uncomplicated phrase, One Thing. These Scriptures will quiet all the noise that you're hearing and call you back to a simpler faith. Dudley Rutherford has discovered the secret of how to focus our lives on the one thing that matters. What if you could find that simplicity? It's waiting out there, and this is your roadmap to freedom. Contact Lift Up Jesus today. And get your copy of One Thing, the book that could finally change everything. Hi, my name is Kathy, and I lead the Anchor Cancer Support Group here at Shepherd Church. On August 17th, 2011, I heard the words that nobody wants to hear, and that is, I had cancer. And when I had um, that diagnosis, I did not want to share it with anybody. But God had a different plan in that for me. And so it was pretty clear that during my surgery, my chemo, my radiation, all the side effects that I experienced, and even losing my hair, that God knew that I was going to be where I am today. The things that I experienced when I was going through my journey by getting love from other people, getting food, getting prayers, uh, even provisions that I didn't expect was such a blessing to me that I knew that I had to turn it around and give it to others. So God put it on my heart to lead a cancer support life group in my home. We call on each other, we take each other to our doctor's appointments, and we pray for each other right before we're getting ready to go in for our treatments or our scans. We also provide food and and support for them during their journey. Later on, when I was ready to start the group, God gave me the name Anchor, and I know now why. Because when you think of an anchor, you know that it is linked to a chain. And the members of this group 
are the links of that chain, that we're linked on to one another, strong, standing firm to our Father, who is our anchor. And together, we walk this journey with them through this storm, knowing that we need to depend on each other and through our Father in heaven. This group is for everyone. If you're going through cancer, if you've already gone through all of your treatments and you are in remission, it's also for those that are part of the family. Maybe it's you're the caregiver. Maybe it's your coworker. It also could be for the spouse or the children. And more important, this group is for those that have lost someone that have finally gone to see our Father in heaven. And they come back and they share their journey and they love on one another because they've walked that. There are a million and a half people in Los Angeles County living with some form of cancer. And I am so grateful to Shepherd Church for opening up their doors to allow us to have this amazing ministry here. The people of this community need this ministry. And we are so happy to be able to have it here so that we can give them hope and encouragement during their journey. I'm Kyle Welch. We invite you to join us every weekday at this time when we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.